Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is The Scoop, the number one UNC football recruiting podcast brought to you by Johnny T-Shirt and johnnytshirt.com. All right, welcome into the scoop. As I said, the number one premier UNC football recruiting podcast in the world. I'm your host, Ross Martin. Brought uh, joined as always by Don Callahan. Uh, this podcast is brought to you by Johnny T-shirt and JohnnyT-shirt.com. We're recording on Monday morning at 9:39 a.m. Uh, some scheduling conflicts with covering basketball games. Etc. We want to get this out, not out, but record a little bit early. So if anything happens on Tuesday or Wednesday morning, just remember this has been recorded on Monday. Uh, this should be in your um, in your feeds uh, at some point Wednesday. We hope. Don, what's going on, man? In general, yes. Um, enjoying the dead period so I can kind of catch up from all the visits that happened in January, and then also preparing for. When the dead period ends on, I believe it's March 1st, you know, a lot of visits are expected in those months. And then just typical family stuff, juggling the um, juggling the, the kids sports with and, and had to do some community service. I don't know if I should get into that. I got to do some more community service, too. Are you even looking at the screen? Yeah, but I think I moved. Let me this did something weird to me. Yeah, you're looking off the screen. Okay. Yeah, because it like moved it. So while well, I'm looking at you, all right, that's pretty better. I yeah. was able to move it back. All right. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, Don is wearing an Eagles jersey. Of course, the Eagles are on. That's Eagles, right? The Eagles, yes. Yeah, Eagles are in the Super Bowl. Um, Don, Philadelphia native, and he's got Mister Wright um, coffee mug. Uh, <laughs> we got a, a show, a show for you today. I'm not an Eagles fan, though. Just make it clear. Yeah, we're gonna postpone the 2024 preview for the next two weeks i know we hyped that up it's coming this week but we're going to dive into two commitments that unc got uh, over the last two weeks and then go into don's weekly scoop which looked back at some recruiting classes a little trip down mem- memory lane for us uh we're going to examine um don did this whole thing where he kind of re-ranked all the recruiting classes looked at draft picks looked at how the players were after they arrived in college and, and where they went in the nfl draft and so it's going to be a fun kind of trip back. So make sure you're an Inside Carolina Premium subscriber. Check that out. Um, Don's Weekly Scoops are, are some of the best perks of the Inside Carolina subscription. You ready, Don? Anything else? I am, I am ready. Okay. Let's do are it. You, I, I'm, doing good, the, I'm doing good, by the way. Thanks for asking. Yeah. What's going on? You, you've been busy. I mean, usually, as you mentioned earlier, we, we record on Wednesday. But um, you have a lot of stuff going on. Even today, um, we got delayed. Lots yeah, of stuff right. going on. Yeah, PT, uh, PT's had delayed. It's good, man. Uh, coming off the Duke-Carolina game, uh, crazy atmosphere. 
but I'm all good. Yeah, we're kind of in the I love um, that you get a hold of the call sheet for the, yeah. the fans. It's a little sketchy because I, I try to black out the numbers. But I don't think I did a good job on some of that. Yeah, that thing went kind of viral. Um, yeah. The, the, the cheer sheet. Yeah. All right, let's get into it. All right, UNC now has three commitments for the 2024 class. We've already talked about Evan Bennett on the last episode of The Scoop, linebacker from Georgia. And then last week, um, or maybe two weeks ago, Desmond, sorry, yes, Desmond Jackson, a 2024 offensive tackle, offensive lineman from West Forsyth High School in Clemens, North Carolina, committed to UNC, 6'5", 290, in-state guy, um, the first offensive lineman commit of this class. And then a couple days later, on um, Tuesday, January 31st, Andrew Rosinski out of Georgia, another offensive lineman committed to the Tar Heels. So UNC got two offensive line commitments um, in the span of a week or so, as UNC now has three commitments. Let's start with Desmond Jackson, Don. I imagine okay. you, you know him pretty well. Uh, from Winston-Salem area, West Forsyth High School. What famous basketball player went, went to West Forsyth? Oh, God. I I have, a, I have a name in my head, but I feel like I'm going to be wrong. Chris Paul? That's right. Ah. Chris Paul. Good job. All right. So, I mean, let's just go into this guy. First, uh, tell us about his recruitment, um, you know, when UNC offered, how this kind of happened. I know UNC obviously has a new offensive, co- offensive line coach, offensive coordinator. Um, dive into that, then we'll get to him as a player and go from there. All right, sounds good. Go, go ahead. Oh, okay. So you may go his yeah, recruitment. Yeah, yeah. What's his recruitment like? Okay. What was it like? You gave me a list of things. All right. So, I mean, his his recruitment was pretty, you know, I guess not much to it. You know, UNC was the first school to offer him. He picked up a few additional offers later on in the season. North Carolina offered him during the season. He made a couple of back to back visits. And in between those visits, North Carolina offered. Um, and I think that kind of set the stage for, for this commitment. He, you know, he knew pretty quickly that North Carolina was the school he wanted to visit. I mean, he wanted to commit to, but, you know, he continued to kind of take some visits. And then um, I believe it was his only visit of January. He goes and, and, and this was that Jan- um January 21st, where it wasn't a junior day, but UNC had a bunch of recruits there for the NC State basketball game. And that was when he decided to make the commitment to North Carolina. Yeah, it seems like a guy who, you know, in-state guy kind of always was a UNC lean. If they offered, yeah. he was a commit. Um, it doesn't seem like there was much competition there. His other offers were Appalachian State, East Carolina, and Louisville. Looking at the uh, complete offer list here. Okay. Uh, good size, six five. You know, ready two ninety. It's an army's offensive lineman, or, or you know, the two sixty two seventy range. I have to put on some weight when they get to college. This guy seems kind of physically ready in terms of his weight. Um, what what about his game or his position? Um, you know, what would you say uh, about Desmond Jackson? So at West Forsyth High School, he plays left tackle, but you just look at his body, you look at his frame. And you see a future guard. And he mentioned that North Carolina has kind of hinted at that. They, they said, and this is very common. They said, hey, you're going to come in and um, you're going to come in as, a, as an offensive tackle. And then kind of hinted at the fact that you're that he's probably going to move inside. And that's what I, I, I feel like his future ultimately will be is, is inside. He's a big kid. He moves really well for that size. Um, definitely, you know, and this, this is what happens at the high school level when, you know, the guys you go up against your 100 pounds plus heavier than i mean he steamrolls those guys and uh you know that's kind of part of his game he just kind of has to develop some you know the technique and 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 all of that but um he definitely has the size and and the footwork for um the the uh the acc level unc got a commitment offensive line commitment from west forsyth in a previous class right that ended up not going to unc offensive lineman trying to remember i don't got the guy went to georgia Oh yeah, that's right, Jarrett uh, Jarrett Wilson. Yep. Yeah, he was good. Wonder how he's doing. Yeah, um, I think he's pl- he played a little bit, and uh, I think he might have uh, might have added a ring um, to his collection. Two but, two, uh, two rings. Two rings. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so different guys like like Jarrett was definitely 
a guard and played guard in high school and um was was a great lead blocking guy whereas Desmond is much more of a project you know developmental sort of guy if that makes sense I'm looking up his recruitment now yeah wasn't he didn't Jared Wilson like commit somewhere else then commit to UNC then commit back he committed he committed to Georgia very very early on okay. and that was when Sam Pittman was there Sam Pittman left to take the head coaching job at Arkansas and he decommitted from um, Georgia. And if you remember, he was the su- surprise commitment of mm-hmm. when Ra Ra Dilworth committed um, during his uh, um, his announcement, which was held in his backyard mm-hmm. because during COVID. During COVID, and we streamed it. Yeah, that was at whose backyard? It was at Ra Ra's backyard. Ra Ra's backyard. Yep. And, and now they're both. Um... <laughs> the both not Tar Heels, which is which would you know? I know you're kind of hesitant on uh, going through the the weekly scoop I did last week, where I kind of went through all the classes. But it's just so interesting, and you yeah. think about just some of these guys that everyone was so hyped up about, and then just what kind of happens. I mean, Ra Ra, I, I think Ra Ra's gonna have a great career. At, well, he's at ECU, right? Ended up ECU. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Um, there was a lot of lot of hype when he committed to UNC, and he had a you know an average average career and really wasn't able to get off the ground. How many snaps do you think Jared Wilson played for Georgia last season? Ugh. Um, I don't even know. Um, Offensive snaps. Just guess, man. It's just it's a hundred sixty-seven. Okay. Okay. Not much. All right. Desmond Jackson commits to UNC, uh, becomes the second commitment for the Tar Heels and the first offensive line commitment. And then days later, Andrew Rosinski with the, the mop top haircut, 6'6", 282 out of Creekview High School in Canton, Georgia, committed to Ju- uh, UNC coming off a, a visit to the school. He has a, a good list of offers, nothing crazy, but Charlotte, Duke, Georgia Tech, Mississippi State, Vanderbilt. I think NC State offered him as well. Yeah. Um, it's not listed on his profile. I'll add that right now. Um, but this came as a little bit of a surprise, I believe, because I don't think we were necessarily ready for it. Um, we, I'm, By we, I mean you. Um, <laughs> what, what happened with his recruitment? What's going on there? And uh, what can we expect? Well, let's start with his recruitment. So he initially visited North Carolina over the season, and that was obviously underneath Coach Bicknell. And there wasn't a whole lot of traction between the two parties at that point. But then once um, Coach Clements came in, he offered, not immediately, but um, early in January, he offered Rosinski, uh, which prompted the visit, which was what that was the, I guess it was the last weekend. Yeah, last weekend of January. And um, you know, he kind of lays this out in the Q&A that we posted. But basically, you know, that he didn't commit on that visit, but that visit set the this the the gears in motion for the commitment. He had already taken a bunch of other January visits. I think you hit on them all. You know, Duke, Georgia Tech, mm-hmm. Vanderbilt, um, NC State, and I guess he just felt like there's nothing left out else to see, and decided to make the commitment. Yeah, I noticed he kind of ripped off some visits there. Um, he was at Vanderbilt, he was at Duke State, and UNC. Um, so kind of hit all those schools. And then the last one was UNC and he committed. Um, yeah. There's something about UNC did it for him. Um, obviously, um, Duke and, and Vanderbilt, perfectly good colleges, especially for academics, but he preferred the Tar Heels. So Randy Clements gets his second commitment uh, as, a, as a Tar Heel head coach. Um, now, Rosinski is, is slotted to be a, an offensive tackle uh, via your Q&A. Uh, how mm-hmm. do you see him as a player? Uh, and where do you see him projecting to as an offensive lineman for the Tar Heels? Yeah, so it's kind of the, the, different than with um, Desmond that we talked about. With Rosinski, I think he stays at offensive tackle. He's taller, longer, um, you know, has that more of an offensive tackle sort of frame. You know, he moves really well. There's not a whole lot of clips of him in pass protection, but the, the few that you see, you can see the lateral movement. He has the length. Um, so, so yeah, so I, I see him as definitely a guy who plays off at the tackle in college. 
Okay. And if you notice, we haven't done any rankings. Uh, for, we haven't mentioned any rankings um, for these players because all three of UNC's commitments are unranked. Um, now, this might be a, a, a situation where 24-7's you know, recruiting staff it just hasn't gotten to them yet. Um, but it's pretty unusual. I mean, usually at least one or two of these guys should be ranked. You know, they're the first three commitments for the Tar Heels, but they have not been. Any Any takes on that and why that is? So some of it is... Is, is it's still early in the in the cycle where the rankings just haven't been you know caught up completely. There's a lot of guys who haven't been ranked yet, so that's part of the problem. Um, but I mean, you know, we look at some of these guys; they're not. Uh, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to choose my words very carefully. the The competition for these guys isn't, to, you know. They're not national recruits, mm-hmm. you know, um, to put it mildly. Um, you know, Evan Bennett, UNC was his only offer at the time that he committed. He did pick up, I think, Georgia State and Liberty. You know, Desmond, you listed his offers. Um, you know, not bad, but not super impressive. Same thing with uh, Rosinski, although, I mean, a lot of academic schools, and that's, you know, you know speaks to – you know, his accomplishment, his accomplishments in the classroom sort of thing. So these mm-hmm. aren't like, you know, these aren't, these aren't programs that are competing for the playoffs basically. So those guys typically it takes longer for the rankings committees to kind of get to them to, for rankings purposes. Although I imagine the next update will have a lot of these, a, a lot of guys getting ranked. Yeah. Um, usually with a lot of offers comes rankings as they get kind of recognized by multiple different regions and areas. And then the rankings come. All right. Question here, Don. Okay. Three commitments to the Tar Heels. Now you're going to want to choose your words wisely here. Oh God. Um, we talk a little bit off air about it, but I'm gonna put you on the spot here. I mean, oh, are they, as UNC just kind of taking commitments now to take, to take commitments to kind of. Start getting the ball rolling. Are they being a little lazy with the quality of player here? Should they be more picky? Do you think some of these guys are deserving of a spot in the UNC's 2024 class? What's going on here? I know it's early. Um, just your general take on that, and we'll, we'll head to a commercial break. I think these are guys that North Carolina has liked. You know, Evan Bennett, he came in for a visit during the season. UNC offered him then. They liked him then. They obviously like him now sort of thing. So, um you know, you're, you don't want your, I understand the concern when the rankings aren't there and the other offers aren't there, but you don't want your staff making decisions based off of rankings and based off of what other, other schools do. Um, you know, Desmond was offered during the season. And, it, and I remember at the time talking to sources that it was really big for North Carolina. They wanted to be the first one to offer him because they felt like he was a kid that was going to blow up and he still may blow up. You know, um, he's not a kid who's, you know, if you look at how he handled his recruitment, not a big flashy kid, you know, didn't make a big deal about the whole commitment thing, just kind of did it, got it out of the way, didn't take a bunch of visits that, that he felt were unnecessary. So if he kind of gets himself out there, does some of these showcase camps, maybe he does start to, to pick up some offers. The, um, the Rosinski kid, you know, um, was a guy who the staff brought in. Um, but obviously didn't really pursue too much, but, you know, you bring in a different offensive line coach and the opinion changed, you know, um, and, and obviously they offered him. So I don't think it's necessarily, they're just trying to, to just load up on commitments, but I think, um, I think these are guys that they like, and, and obviously it doesn't match up with the market at the moment with, you know, rankings wise and offers wise. There you go. And finally, good, good political, sorry, there you go. Good political way to answer that. Uh, and finally, just briefly, um, you know, we're now almost probably a month into more than that to, to Chip Lindsay and Randy Clements on the recruiting trail. Any vibes you've gotten talking to coaches and players and, and going to high schools about those two guys and how they are as recruiters? I know Clements has gotten two commitments already, so he has to be just something right. Um, any, any general takeaways from those guys? And I, I guess, you know, secondly – uh, Jason Jones and any vibes off him already as a recruiter? No vibes off Jason Jones yet, but I mean, he was just hired. What was it last week? Yeah, two weeks whatever ago, it was two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, Clements. Yeah. I mean, obviously I talked to Desmond and I talked to um, uh, Rosinski 
and they both seem to really like Coach Clements. So obviously he made he made great first impressions on those guys. It's been particularly important with Desmond, who did have a really good relationship with uh, Coach Bicknell. As for uh, Chip Lindsey, you know, I've talked to all of the – I'm trying to think. I've talked to uh, – yeah, well, I've talked to a couple of the, of the quarterbacks UNC is, is pursuing. I mean, you look at the K.J. Jackson kid from Alabama who UNC offered immediately after um, Lindsey was hired, and he uh, – you know, the only school that he visited in January was North Carolina, and even though he hadn't had North Carolina on his radar – prior to January. And that was just because of his relationship with coach, coach Lindsay, the same thing for, um, uh, God, Jake, um, I don't have his last name, um, in front of me, the, uh, the national quarterback guy who UNC wasn't really on his radar. And, you know, he made North Carolina one of his, one of his first visits in January because of that relationship. And if you look at some of, some of the interviews that he's done, he mentioned the fact that, you know, he really liked Coach Lindsey when he was at UCF, but UCF wasn't really a fit for him, so he didn't visit. But, you know, you take Coach Lindsey, put him at North Carolina, and he makes a visit. So I think that kind of speaks to just the relationship-building aspect that Coach Lindsey has been able to do, uh, which is really important because quarterback recruiting is very different, and it's, it's you, you, you love when I use the word intimate, and that makes a huge <laughs> difference with um, if you're able to kind of establish relationships really quickly and, and make those strong relationships. I've never, what, what's the thing about the intimates? Why do I like that? I don't know. I, you, you've, you've laughed at it before. I think you, I think things pop into your head when I use that word. <laughs> All right, let's get out of here with a, uh, not get out of here, but let's go to break here. First, we'll talk about Johnny t-shirt, johnny t-shirt.com guys. Check them out online. Johnny t-shirt.com birthdays, gifts, springs come in around the corner. Get your jerseys, baseball jerseys. My birthday's coming up. Basketball jerseys. I have your birthday in my calendar, I believe. <laughs> do you really? Why do you have that? Because I just like to have my best friend's birthday in my calendar. Where uh, is it? Uh, when is it? March 5th. Oh, that's a ways away. Um, that's, it's less than a month. I think that's the Duke Carolina game. Nope, day after the Carolina game. Yeah. It's the first day of the UNC spring practice. Anyway, Johnny T-shirt, giantt-shirt.com. Get everything you need, all your UNC apparel needs, sweatshirts, hats, uh, jerseys, T-shirts, online and on Franklin Street, johnnytshirt.com. Uh, and all inside Carolina Premium subscribers get 10% off. So it's a huge, I mean, it's a great deal to be an inside Carolina Premium subscriber. You get all the scoop, all the VIP articles, all the intel, all the X's and O's videos. And then you get, um, you know, all these different perks, access to the 10% off discount code, access to the ticket exchange. The message board, I mean, message board itself is just pure entertainment sometimes. Um, both boards, UNC Basketball and Tar Pit Premium. So check that out. Johnny T-shirt, giantt-shirt.com. Support a local independent company just like us. And when you're supporting them, you're supporting Inside Carolina Podcasts. It allows us to do these great podcasts. We'll be back with some more ads. Talk about a historical look back at some of UNC's recruiting classes. Kind of a free-form flow of Don through the history books breaking down his classes, uh, the UNC's classes, his takes, and, and I guess my takes on them as players too, be a, kind of a fun look back down memory lane when we return on the Scoop podcast. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And we're back. All right, Don. 
your weekly scoop last week um, looks back at signing day, signing day classes, and basically UNC's recruiting classes for the last, uh, what, 15 years, 17 years? 11. 11 years. Okay. I'm going to let you describe what you did, and then let's just go through each year briefly and just what stands <laughs> out. Because we, okay. I mean, we, we tried to do this a while back, right? We were yeah. going to pick one class. Yeah, we can it. go forever on it. Yeah, so we did that. We we we, we did it one time. But let's try to we'll try to go through each class briefly. I don't know, maybe some stories about some guys. I mean, I know some of these guys as well as you do. So, briefly describe what you did, how you did it, the method, the magic, and then we'll, we'll break it down. Um, and hopefully, some some people will enjoy this segment. Okay, so obviously, I took a class, went and looked. Basically, in a nutshell, how their career ended, which is why we only went, well, we went back to the 2007 class and only went to the 2017 class uh, because we because the 2018 class is still a good amount of players still playing. But anyway, uh, just try to take 247's categories with their four-star rankings, with their high three-star, mid-three-star, so on and so forth, on what when they put those sort of rankings on a recruit, the expectation is for that, that, um, that player. Now it doesn't fit exactly. And there's when you kind of dig into the weeds on a lot of this, especially once you get into the three stars and below, there's, there's tons of exceptions with everything and you have to make, yeah, I wanted to be as objective as possible. So I did kind of set some limits on, you know, I'll just give them really quick. You know, five star obviously a first round draft pick. Four stars anybody who's drafted, otherwise. Um, high three star, basically if you made an all conference team, a power five all conference team. Um, you know, a mid three star was someone who had ten or more power five starts, and then a low three star was um, you you appeared in at least twenty games, power five games, or you started at least 10 group of five games. And then for two stars, we're just kind of the rest of the group of five players. And then I had to make up a category one star, which is um, if, if the players ultimately kind of ended up an FCS or a division two school. And the reason being is that, you know, in talking to some of the two, four, seven guys, they said, Hey, we watch a film on a kid and we are like, okay, he's a FCS kid. We're not going to rank him. And so, I had to kind of make my own sort of category. Also, we have stuff like, you know, if someone took a medical hardship, I didn't include them in any of this stuff because obviously they, that's not fair to them. Or, and there was two instances of this with, with the group that we looked at, the other sports category where, I mean, they never even gave football, college football a chance. So do you want to start in the beginning, 2007, or do you want to work our way back and start with 2017? <laughs> Let's go from the bottom, 2007. Okay. Um, okay. This is the infamous class. Yeah. So this was, was this one of Butch Davis's first classes? This was Butch Davis's first class. Okay. Yeah. I mean, this has probably the most famous recruit in UNC history, right? In Marvin Austin. Yeah. Infamous. Infamous. I mean, anyone who, who it all follows UNC football should know Marvin Austin, his history with UNC. It also has Mike Paulus which was kind of mm-hmm. a weird thing because Greg Paulus was at playing basketball for Duke. I remember I was a student when Mike Paulus committed. Um, I remember it being a pretty big deal, and I didn't really follow recruiting. And then you look through it, um, you have some guys who had great UNC careers. Greg Little played basketball at UNC as well. Quan Sturdivant, Dwight Jones was a big-time recruit. He was a five-star, right? Yeah. Um, and ended up you know, not having as big of a UNC career. Um, and then going through this, you know, those are the main guys that stand out to me. Um, mm-hmm. what stands out to you looking through this? So the first thing I want to point out that was interesting is so I, when I went back and looked at these things, I relied heavily on the uh, media guides. And do you know that the 2010 media guide is not available on UNC's website? It's the only one. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, they, they've tried to wipe away all this, the history of Butch Davis is recruiting. Yeah. So that, that made it difficult for me. I had to get creative um, with with trying to find out information, but yeah, um, you know the Paulus thing is interesting because he ultimately he he fell into that one star category that I mentioned, you know, because he had to finish his career off at uh, William and Mary. 
but um but yeah so you know you had you had three draft picks you had some guys like Dwight Jones and Tadrick Powell who had some really good careers you know um but uh beyond that i mean this was a high, this was a highly ranked class i think it was if you're going by the points that 247 gives i think this was the second best or or third best class well, i'm seeing it ranked number 10 in the nation yeah is this to 2007 yeah, now, I think okay. I, I think for points wise, the okay. 2009 class was ranked higher, you know, um, but I mean, some of this stuff, too, once you get further back, it's it's harder to kind of compare. But, yeah, I mean, this was this was a, a decently ranked class. And also one thing to consider is that 24 seven sports didn't exist back then. Correct. So there so was a lot like, of backtracking. Yeah. So there's like there's no photos on these profiles. Um, the rankings probably only combine rivals and scout and yeah. probably don't include a 24 seven sports ranking. Correct. I imagine um, because 24 seven sports didn't start until like 2010, 11 range Something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Ryan Houston is a name that, you know, I remember him being a pretty good player for UNC as well. A big power back. Yeah. Yeah. Was he? Oh yeah. Yeah. And he, and they gave him a, um, I gave him, a uh, low three star, mostly because of the lack of starts, but um, because he was part of a, a, a running back duo, I think. I think he played yeah. a lot. He was a goal line guy. All right, we gotta move on. We gotta, yes, gotta, we gotta kind of roll through these. All right, two thousand eight, another um, Butch Davis class. You know, stands out. Stand out here is that you re ranked three of these guys as five stars: Jonathan Cooper, first round pick; Quentin Copel's first round pick; Robert Quinn, first round pick. Now Quinn has put together an unbelievable. Uh, long, you know, pretty yeah. consistent NFL career. I don't think Copels did much in the NFL. Cooper had injuries, but I mean, he was for a guard. I think he was drafted seven overall. Yeah, something like, something that, like yeah. that by the Cowboys, maybe. Um, and then, of course, big names like Kevin Reddick, Zach Brown were in this class, AJ Blue, um, who had a pretty good UNC career. And was, of course, a big part of the UNC football right now. Um, that's what stands out to me. What about you, Don? Yeah, I mean, this, this, class you have four draft picks including three first rounders i mean that's that's amazing you know i think i think i counted north carolina had seven first round draft picks in, in this entire grouping and three of them came, came from this class so that's pretty pretty significant yeah, so uh, good uh, beyond that i mean you know you had some solid guys aj blues in this class well aj blues in two of these classes because he had to um to prep a year but you know he's at unc working um on in the strength staff but um but yeah some some solid guys for sure i mean the top it's definitely top heavy did you have casey casey barth listed here no because casey Barth. so i only consider a guy who signed casey barth did not sign because he was i guess a is it i'm trying it, it's not it is a great start great start yes so he he enrolled as a not a walk-on and then was put on scholarship that following spring. Because oh, he was, I mean, he, he held the kicking record for a while. Yeah. I still hold a lot of the records. Okay. Yeah. Yep. High end. I mean, you just see the talent that Bush Davis was stacking. 2007, yes. 2008, with all these first-round picks and full draft picks. All right, 2009. Um, you know, Bryn Renner, a, a, inside, a friend of Inside Carolina in this class. He had a, a really good UNC career. Um you know, Dante Page Moss was a big time recruit. I remember that. Mm -hmm. Um, trying to think through this. I mean Well, this was this was the highest ranked class if you're going by two four seven points. Um Okay, yeah, and sorry, you have Kevin Rebbe sorry, I, I had a message. Kevin, Kevin Rex twice because he because he had to go to Hargrave. Okay. He signed twice with North Carolina. So why'd you listen twice? Because he signed twice. So I was, I'm listing signees. Um. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what else stands out to you in this class. I mean, Hunter Fur. I remember his recruitment. He was like a big, fast guy, but he didn't do much at Carolina. Yeah. He ended up transferring to East Carolina. A good fit for that kind of guy. Um. <laughs> anything else? C.J. Fegels. Is that a punter? Yeah. 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 I went up to New York. Well, really? I mean, basically, it's, um, or no, New New Jersey. Yeah, New Jersey. But basically, his, it was his New York. dad was an NFL punter, right? Yeah, long time NFL punter. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he only lasted, I think, like a year or two. And he was actually, I think it was one year he was North Carolina's punter and then lost the job in the offseason, and then he quit football. Um, but 
Yeah, I mean, this the interesting thing was this is as I mentioned, this was you two four sevens North Carolina's best class, and really the two thousand eight class is way better. There's only two draft picks: Travis Bond, Brendan Williams, who's actually an, a WWF or WWE superstar, which is awesome. Renner had a tremendous career, but um, yeah, I mean that's that's a lot of a lot of flops really because you look at look all these look at these all these one stars Hawatha Bell DJ Bunn Ray Ray Davis Josh McKee you know um, and then you know Joshua Adams was a big time I don't know if you remember that he committed on the signing day prior to his signing day he's a four star guy and he actually played a good bit early on and then he had that um i think i had like a blood disease or whatever that uh, forced him to give up football which is unfortunate and then you had donovan tate who's one of the the guys who um signed with north carolina but was a first round baseball draft pick and decided to go that route but he was he was a big time recruit got it all right 2010 now you're getting to you know names that more of the modern fan will recognize giovanni bernard obviously been in the nfl forever and had that big punt return, was really good at Carolina. He had some injury early in his career at Carolina, but um, before he left, Russell Bodine was a longtime center for the Tar Heels. Trey Boston, you know, I think he started th- four years, uh, played NFL for a while, and is mm-hmm. now with the AC Network. Sorry, I'm having some burping issues. Kareem Martin, NFL draft pick, um, Tim Jackson. James Hurst was a five-star guy uh, that was undrafted in the NFL, but did put together a really long NFL career as yeah. a gar- guard and tackle for the Ravens. Um, what else stood out to you in the 2010 class? Yeah, I mean, this is another class where it wasn't super highly ranked, but you had one, two, three, four, five NFL draft picks, which is impressive. And then James Hurst, which kind of, as I was mentioned earlier, what do you what do you do? You know, you have I have the categories. He wasn't drafted, so I you know, if I stick to my my rules, he's not gonna be a four star, but obviously had a great UNC career. He started like a crazy amount of games um uh, for North Carolina, as did uh Trey Boston. Um and then played in the NFL for a long time, but I have to give him a, the high three star ranking. Um but uh yeah, no, I mean a, another very, very good class. So he is actually among this group. And I believe it might be um, overall. James Hurst started forty-nine games for North Carolina, mm-hmm. which is, I, which I believe, is a record. That's that's insane. He started as a true freshman, right? True freshman yeah. left tackle. Yeah, yeah. He was he was a big time full his profile here. James Hurst. I mean, he was a four star, but a high four star. Yeah, ranked number thirty-five in the nation. All right, cool. Two thousand ten, good class. And this was getting to we're getting to Fedora, Fedora range now, right? Yeah, so Fedora's first class was the 2011 class, right? Okay, yeah, I think because he did. He was his, he was a coach in 12 was his first year as a coach, right? Yeah, I'm trying to. Um, people are yelling at there. We should. Yeah, people are. Yeah, definitely yelling at, at us. Fedora coached at UNC from 2012 season 2018, so um, that means oh, the 2012 class would be his first then. Yes, that would be right. Yeah. Yep. So this is still this is still um, Butch Davis class. Okay. The 2011 class. So yeah. now we're going to yeah 2011 class now. Two two first round draft picks Eric Ebron and Sylvester Williams. Yeah, and a uh, you know very three or four year starter in Landon Turner, who was was really good for the Tar Heels there, especially in that 2015 um, season. Tim Scott, I know he had a lot of starts for UNC. T.J. Thorpe was a good receiver. This has Marquise Williams. Yeah, a lot of big names here. Travis Hughes was a big recruit. Uh, Norquithis Otis, Romar Morris, Sam Smiley, Jack Tab. Um, yeah, anything else stand out to you? Yeah, so you mentioned um, uh, Tim Scott. He had forty-five starts, which mm-hmm. blew my mind. I knew he started a lot, but I, you know, that number I, I didn't realize he started that many games. But yeah, this is another really, really good class. Three draft picks overall, two um, first rounders. You know, a, a bunch of all-conference guys, Tim Scott, T.J. Thorpe, Marquise Williams, who was obviously a great quarterback for North Carolina. A lot of solid guys also on there. You know, so this was was a very, very good class. Yeah. Um, I was, oh, yeah, I was surprised. I saw your little note about Tim Scott because he's, he's like one of the – of those all these guys, the guys that started the most 
Yeah. Let me pull it up here. Yeah, UNC start leaders. James Hurst, 49. John Heck, 48. Quinshaw Davis, 47. Tamon Fox, 47. And Tim Scott, 45. And I just remember people like really hating on Tim Scott because I feel like safeties get such a bad rep because yeah. they're responsible for missed tackles that lead to touchdowns, missed coverages that lead to touchdowns. You know, you look at this past season, people hating on Cam Kelly, Giovanni Bernard, and even Trey Boston. And the guy had a great NFL career, but people I feel like always were um, hating on Trey Boston when he was a Tar Heel as well. Yeah. And Tim Scott, especially. I think people destroyed him. All right, 2012, as we move along here. 2012, I mean, these are guys that I covered. Uh, Quinshaw Davis, John Heck, who's still on the staff for UNC as assistant street and conditioning coach. Caleb Peterson, a great guard for UNC. Shaquille Rashad, friend of the program. Um, it goes down the list of, of guys you will recognize if you, if you followed some of these player fedora teams. The one thing that stands out to me overall is that this was obviously, this was the year Fedora, I'm sorry, Butch Davis is fired. Everett Withers mm -hmm. took over and was hopeful to keep the job. He didn't, and Fedora got it. And you can kind of see how the transition impacted this class. No draft picks, so no, definitely no, no, um, mm. no first rounders, obviously. So, so the best you got was was a bunch of high three stars. Now, those three stars are Quinshaw Davis, who um, Fedora got in in with later on. That was a that was um, Gunnar Brewer did a really good job, kind of reeling that one in. Um, Caleb. Yeah, Caleb Peterson, I believe, was a guy that committed to Southern Miss. That's right, and then with, with uh, Coach Cap, and then yeah, came Coach to Cap was able to kind of bring him in, and then Heck and uh, Sha uh, Shaquille Rashab are two guys, and we talked about this when when Shaquille was on our podcast that they committed to the school. They were really, they were they were solid recruits. I mean, these are, I mean, Rashab was was a high three star guy, but they committed to North Carolina because they wanted to go to North Carolina and it didn't matter who the coach was. So obviously it just kind of fitting that they also were the better ones ultimately in this class. Yeah. Rashad had no idea who the coach was going to be. He just showed up in yeah. January, I think. Yeah. <clears throat> um, all right. Great. Oh, but James Summers is on there. Yeah. And uh, Paige, I'm actually age quarterback. I'm actually surprised that he didn't have a better career at uh, East Carolina, to be honest. And he spent but, some time at, at a community college as well, it looks like. Yep. Um, yeah, he I, did. I remember watching him. I was living in Greensboro, I think, when they had made a, a run to the state championship game. I think they might have won the state championship. Yeah, they year. won. Yep. He was a good he was a good quarterback for, for the Page Pirates. All right, 2013. Um, this has some of the guys, the stars of the 2015 team. Uh, Mitch Trubisky is your, your, your revised five-star because he was the number two pick overall. You have Nazir Jones, TJ Logan, Ryan Switzer, all first round, all, all NFL draft picks. Lucas Crowley was a great Tar Heel. Bug Howard, Des Lawrence, Donnie Miles. Um, and the guys that started a lot. Mikey Bart, Dewan Drennan, RJ Prince, Brian Walker, all made tons of starts. Um, your thoughts on this class? This was actually, if I had to pick among these 11, the best class, this was, I, I thought was the best class. You have a first rounder. You have four additional draft picks. You have four guys who were all um, conference selections. As you mentioned, you had a bunch of other guys who started a ton of games for North Carolina. The, the sad thing is that one of those draft picks was Marquise Haynes, who just could not get into UNC. The admissions department would not allow him to. Um, okay. But then he had a great career at, um, I think it was Old Miss. Um, but uh, but this this is a great class top to bottom. This is, and the other thing is, is, you know, the, the saying always is, you know, that that transition class is always really bad. And then um, but that um, that a coach's first full class is always the best one. Yeah. And so here we are with Fedora's first full class and, and look how it turned out. Yeah, you're selling you're selling hope. You're selling newness. You know, come here and, you know, come here and be a star under this new regime. We're going to turn the program around. Yeah. All right. 2014. Elijah Hood was interesting recruitment. I think he flipped from Notre Dame. Yeah, basically, yeah. He decommitted, waited a couple of days, then committed to North Carolina. But yeah, you, basically flipped. You have Prol as a four-star. Now, why is that? Because he was a draft pick. He was a seventh-round draft pick. Really? Okay. Let me um, double-check to make sure, but I'm pretty sure he was seventh-round draft pick. No, I believe you. By the Bills, maybe? 
Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, Austin Prohl. Now, do you now now do you remember his recruitment situation? Um, no. I mean, he was out of Charlotte, right? Yeah. So he was. He obviously had the relationship with Gunnar Brewer because of his father and mm-hmm. Gunnar, and he actually was helping North Carolina a bunch in recruiting Bentley Spain because they were teammates, and um, Brewer had to fight to get a scholarship spot for him because I think they had filled up at wide receiver and just before Prohl's senior football season, Brewer was able to convince Fedora to give him a scholarship offer. And how crazy is it is that he's one of two to be drafted out of this class. And he was one of the last ones to be added to it. Yeah. He had a pretty good career. He, he just didn't get a chance until Switzer left to really yes. be a star. And then he was good his senior year, but had some quarterback issues um, that year as well. Uh, also, in his class, Malik Carney. Malik Carney was a, a great edge rusher for the Tar Heels. Jeremiah Clark, Casey Collins. Um, Avery Edwards did not make it to UNC, right? Because he got arrested. Yes. I was actually telling this story to someone recently. Do you remember what happened with that? You steal something? So, now I probably, because I don't know for sure, a lot of this is what I've been told. So I probably shouldn't, but I'm not saying this is fact. This is what I've been told was apparently there was a party and you know, uh, Edwards uh, went to Ravenscroft, which is mm-hmm. very, very expensive school. Um, and so you imagine all a lot of the students that go there come from very well off families. But anyway, so one, someone had a house party. And during the house party, a I guess it was like a case of Rolex watches mm, yes, missing. Yes, yes. And um, I guess the parent whose watches were stolen sent out an email to all the other parents, say, hey, you know, be on the lookout, yada, yada. And then like the next day, the watches were returned or just kind of showed up, showed up on um, the porch. Um, somehow or another, Avery was connected with that, but... Um, and so North Carolina cut ties with him. Yep, remember that. And and he ended up at Maryland. And actually, played a bunch. Nice. Uh, Maryland. Uh, Casey Collins, Avery Jones, Brandon Fritz, uh, Bentley Spain, Freeman Jones, Alan Artis, uh, Aiden Vanilla, Robert Dinkins. I mean, all these guys. I remember kind of covering some of these guys. Jared Cohen had a. a well, I was going to ask you about him. Weird UNC he, career. He's one that kind of falls into a weird category because he started a bunch early on and then just kind of gave up football. Yeah, he like left, went to some school, and then came back Carolina. Um, yeah, he committed that? to come back as a walk on, and, and then, then and I think then, I think he practiced and then left again. Yeah, it was a weird deal. Um, so I had good. I had Michelle help me a bunch because she's awesome at research with some of this stuff and she had uncovered that he ultimately went to um, Towson state and played on a competitive flag football league. And that was kind of the, how his career ended. Yeah. He had a, a very, I mean, cause he started as a true freshman. Yeah. Which cap. And then yeah. like, yeah, he was a good was player great. too. He, he go to, went to Maryland, right? He, so he committed to UVA, but never showed up. UVA. There was a lot of other weird stuff that happened too. Um, yeah, it was it was just weird, and it's just he's one of those ones where you wonder just what his career could have been if he would have just I don't know I don't know what he was what what was going on behind the scenes. Um, but yeah, okay, I'm reading the article on it now. Uh, Nathan Elliott was uh, nope wrong class. Um, Josh Cabrera, Jared Cohen, Caleb Henderson, who never really did much as a quarterback for UNC, Devin Perry. Um, so, yeah, we got to kind of move on here. All right, 2015, Mike Hughes played one yeah. year at UNC as a freshman, had some issues, which never became really public, and then transferred to – Transferred to – it went to a JUCO, then old, and then ended up at UCF. UCF, and it was a first-round pick. Yeah. That's right. Charlie Heck, Andre Smith, Jason Strobridge were your draft picks. Strobridge. Played in Mac Brown's um, first year uh, at UNC. Aaron Crawford um, was a, was a really serviceable uh, nose tackle for the Tar Heels. Anthony Ratliff Williams came in as a quarterback, switched to wide receiver, 
J.K. Britt, Nathan Elliott, who many will remember, William Sweet, Nick Polino, you know Tyson Williams, who ended up transferring out, Jake Vargas, um, Jalen Dalton, who was a big recruit, um, yeah. and's been back in and out of the NFL to practice squads. You know, Javal Moulet, I remember he covered his recruitment. He he ended up transferring to I think Mars Hill what? College. Oh, did he? <laughs> See, yeah. we went. I'm, looked, not, I'm I... not sure. I'm not sure he played though. Okay. Okay. Because we went and looked, and yeah, it's, I don't think he played. I mean, I guess I shouldn't say that because maybe we didn't find that. But yeah, yeah it's, hard, no, it's I, hard to find news when like no one's covering Mars Hill College. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the your vision. guy, Tommy Hatton. Yeah, no comment. <laughs> um, Tommy Hatton, Mason Veal, yeah, just a bunch. Of, I mean, this is a pretty good class, right? I mean, Charlie Heck. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you have you have four draft picks overall, including Mike Hughes's highly draft. A highly or first round draft pick um, and a bunch of solid guys. There was one. Oh, Jalen Dalton, which you touched on, but man, that was a big competitive recruitment. Mm-hmm. And according to my categories and all that, he was a low, he ended up as a low three star, which I feel like just kind of looking back um, kind of fits because I felt like he never, there were some opportunities there, but he just never did what was expected of him, I guess. Yeah, yeah, he he had some issues at Carolina. I mean, I remember the Cal game. He had that penalty, which cost you to see that game. It's never materialized as a, as a he had some bonehead plays. But this is class was ranked number nineteen in the nation. I, I I covered this recruiting class. This is one of the kind of the first ones I really covered. Um, I'm sure I was scooping you on all these commitments here. But Andre Smith, great Tar Heel. Strobridge was great. Crawford was great. I mean, Mike Hughes, you know, what if with him? He could have been a yeah. I mean, he was unbelievable athlete um we were tommy hatton's recruitment was was funny too kind of committed out of nowhere um so definitely some memories out of these jake vargas was like a wake forest commit and flipped to mm-hmm. unc charlie heck was like a tight end weighed like 240 and he ended up being a uh nfl draft pick in place of the houston texans yeah um and they took two quarterbacks this class they took elliott and they took um anthony ratliff williams yeah got- yep um uh- Yep. Ready to go to the next one? Got, yep. two, 2000- got two more left. Two more left, and then we'll be out of here. 2016, um, you know, Chaz Surratt is the big name out of this one. He was a quarterback, and then ended up being a, a two-time first-team all-ACC linebacker. Miles Dorn was a big commit. Tamon Fox. Um, uh, see, Jordan, Kyrie Campbell, Jordan Brown, uh, DJ Ford, Tyron Hopper, Patrice Rene was a, a pretty big recruitment. Dominique Ross, Greg Ross, uh, KJ Sales, Garrett Walston, Miles Woolfolk, you know, Marlon Dunlap, Kyrie Campbell, and Marlon Dunlap. I don't think ever they either transferred or never showed up, right? Yeah. Um, Campbell never Campbell never made it to campus, and Dunlap was was there for I think a season and left. They both ended up at Florida yep. and, and played different amounts. Amir Kyrie Campbell was like a uh, he had been committed to UNC forever. Um, he was just, a huge recruitment too. That was a competitive recruitment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rontavius Groves, Roscoe Johnson. I remember all these guys. Jonathan Smith was a you know in-state guy. It was between Duke and UNC. Uh, the quarterbacks were Logan Bird in this class, um, and Chad yeah. Surratt. Logan uh, Bird ended up transferring down and then converted to t- to tight end. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, JJ McCargo was a pretty big recruit that ended up just kind of, yeah, he got, well, he had medical. some injuries. Yeah, yeah. He took a medical. Yeah. Luke Elder, Luke Elder too. Tyler Pritchett. I mean, a lot of these guys, this class, this class, no, it's the next one. Um, yeah. So a lot of big names here. Anything stand out to you? Yeah. I mean, the, yeah, the Chad Surratt thing is, is, is interesting. You know, it's funny because Surratt and Bird were the, were the, um, quarterbacks and they both didn't end up playing quarterbacks, you know? into their career as non-quarterbacks um you know it's actually i think it's like a solid class because you have a lot of mid three-star guys you have a you have one draft pick you have three high stars or um um, high three-star guys so obviously they're they're um all conference selections so it doesn't look great on the surface but i think it's a solid class but there definitely is some some flops in there you know nolan defranco who i felt like was on roster for like 25 years but never played yeah you know. One thing I'll say, the last two classes, the quarterback 
commitments. That's the reason why Larry Fedora got fired. Yeah. Is that yeah. Anthony Rattler, or not more Nathan Elliott, uh, Logan Bird, and Chad Stratt did not um, what project, did not yeah. develop into quality college quarterbacks. And so that's why those 2017 18 teams were not good. They didn't have a quarterback. Yep. Didn't have a good quarterback. They, had, they brought in that LSU transfer. Remember that guy? Um, yes. Um, God, I forget his name. Yeah. They just, He's actually uh, a, a recruiting. Yeah. I, he was great. Guy I, remember, now. I remember talking to him. Um, that's that's why these guys did not develop into quarterbacks. And, and not until they got Sam Howe was, was did the U.S. really have a, a viable college quarterback. All right. Last one. We'll get out of here. 2017 class. Um, a lot of guys will know from the Mac Brown era. Michael Carter, Marcus McKeithen, Daz Newsom. What? Oh, sorry. Michael Carter, Marcus McKeithen, Daz Newsom, uh, all NFL draft picks. Jeremiah Gimmel was like a two, three-year starter. No Ruggles ended up transferring, playing for Ohio State. Um, and then guys like Brian Anderson, uh, Bo Corrales, Jordan Tucker was a starter. What'd you say? Corrales is, is the yeah. only one on these on this group that's still playing. I think he's injured too, though. He's had yeah. some surgeries. Um, and this class, the higher ranked guys ended up not. Um, I was, I was looking at earlier the highest ranked guys in this class Jonah Melton, Jake Lawler, CJ Cotman, Trey Shaw, JT Cawthon, Billy Ross, Zach Gill. All those guys are the, are the, I just listed them, are the highest ranked kids in this class. They didn't do much at UNC, yeah, right. And, and once you get down to Michael Carter, Jeremiah Gimmel. Jordan Tucker, Marcus McKeithen, Daz Newsome, even, even Bo Corrales. Those are the guys that actually did something at UNC. Yeah, and Daz Newsome, I'm forgetting his name now, but um, Daz Newsome was really good friends with a kid who ended up, uh, DB ended up signing with Virginia Tech, who was like a high four-star guy um, that North Carolina recruited heavily and missed out on. And Newsome would always come with him to a lot of visits, and it's just funny how it works out. The Newsom end up being the much better player overall, um, and and came in as a as a DB and ended up being a really good wide receiver. The other interesting thing is is that in the bowl game, North Carolina played against one of these guys. You know which one? Uh, Jordan Riley. Yeah. How funny just, is that? I just pulled him up. Jordan Riley. I think he played one year at UNC. Transferred to JUCO. You know why? I, I I assumed I could I assumed academics. Yeah, I'm not sure either. Uh, and it was at Nebraska and Oregon. So he's been at North Carolina, Nebraska, and Oregon. And he's and he's from Durham, North Carolina. He's out in Oregon. Yeah, still, I yeah. think he might be still on the team. Well, he was when he went to JUCO. He was in Kansas. And if you've mm -hmm. ever been to Kansas to so those JUCOs, that's the middle of nowhere. That's that's the complete opposite of uh, Durham, North Carolina. He he was on I think a JUCO team. Was that on one of the ones that was on the the Netflix show? I don't uh, – none of the ones that I've seen. He okay, went to so Garden City. Maybe that they played one of the Netflix show they, ones. They might have, yeah. Yep. They probably did. Because they did do one on Kansas after they left Mississippi. Um, and then a lot of guys you just, like, forgot about in this class. Um, I mean, Antoine Branch, Caleb Rosar, uh, Malik Robinson, just guys that didn't do anything and ended up transferring or just leaving the program. Yeah, yeah. A lot of um, a lot of transfer outs. Um, TJ Cotman, medical, I think. Jake Lawler, yeah. um, and played a little bit and, and kind of just, I think he got his degree and he's out in LA. Um, yeah. Jake, Jake Lawler, is, I know his mom and dad listen to the podcast, big friend of the program. Um, that was interesting class. Yeah. Cause I remember Jake Lawler and Michael Carter were buddies and they yeah. kind of led the recruitment for this class. Um, that was, yeah, that was a fun class from that side of it because I remember, uh, Michael Carter and, and Jake would kind of compete on trying to land guys mm -hmm. and um they were very very vocal on social media about all that sort of stuff yeah if you look at I me mean, marcus mckeith one of the better players in that class um yep. along with daz newsome all right good stuff that was a fun look back hopefully you all enjoyed that you know maybe spark some memories for y'all for those who are diehard youth football recruiting fans um that was fun don anything else to add no. Do you have any thoughts on what we just? I know that you weren't a huge fan of doing this, but uh, was yeah. it was it good. was it fun to look back? Yeah, uh, it's uh, it's always good looking back with you. I gotta go. I got a I got a teleconference here with Hubert Davis. 
uh, oh here on Monday morning. So let me get out of here. But guys, appreciate y'all listening. Thanks to Johnny T-Shirt, JohnnyT-Shirt.com. We'll be back in two weeks, I think, with the 2024 preview. I think we have to do it next in the next two weeks. Okay, sounds who, good. Who knows? I don't think. Will you see how many commitments by then? Any more commitments? You just have to see. There you go. Stay plugged in Inside Carolina, InsideCarolina.com. Rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast, and make sure to subscribe and follow us on the Inside Carolina YouTube page. What's up, y'all? This is four-time NBA champ Andre Iguodala. Yo, and this is his best friend, the Ohio State legend, Evan Marcel Turner the first. Every Wednesday, we drop a new episode on our show, Point Four. We're talking basketball, business, and all the culture in between. From locker room stories to some basketball analysis from those who've been in the game. Now, it is a do-bet. Do averaging 29 and 11. God, shit. what'd it take to be an all-star? A win. Subscribe to Point Forward, the podcast, so you don't miss a thing.